the volume. Moneyline Monaco is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There is no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I love betting on FanDuel Sportsbook for so many reasons. Great odds and markets for the MLB, NBA, NHL, and so many more. Awesome new and existing user promotions. It's America's number one sports book. It's easy to use, safe and secure. You get winnings fast. And it's so fun to combine multiple bets from the same game into a same game parlay. Discover the most popular same game parlays each day and night when you log in. And FanDuel Sportsbook is now live in Ontario, Canada. If you are new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code MONACO so they know I sent you. Disclaimer, 21 plus and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Wyoming. Welcome into another episode of the best gambling show ever. Alex Monaco chilling with Live Moods. Live, we've made it to the last divisional breakdown. Oh, How do the you worst feel? One. I, this is the worst <laughs> one. Honestly, I was like looking through this division, taking notes, trying to find like a fun, entertaining, interesting angle. And I'm like, the whole thing is boring. I don't like none of these teams. The Falcons aren't even getting talked about for obvious reasons. I mean, it's just, you know, it's just a division that it just doesn't really excite me, but we're going to make it fun regardless because it's we're going to make it fun. Of course. Always. We're going to make it fun. Well, I'm we're, we're our producer makes it up a little because Matt thinks we're both on the bucks, which I'm on the bucks. Are you on the, I mean, they're, they're minus two seventy to win the South. We don't recommend minus two seventies ever, but are you pretty confident that the bucks win this division? I mean, it's definitely the Bucks division to lose. Absolutely. Um, I got to be honest with you, though, Monaco. There was a there was a press with um, with Tom Brady, you know, after his his hiatus where he took some time away and he wasn't at. And originally I had heard through the TikTok grapevine, you know, how people with conspiracy theories, they get on TikTok, they say this, that, the other. And for whatever reason, I'm an idiot and I believe it all. So, you know, it is what it is. But I saw a TikTok talking about how Tom Brady's disappearance for a little bit could have something to do with him being on the masked singer. If you don't know this show, basically celebrities are in like a big, you know, mascot type costume and they're singing and you have to guess who the masked singer is. Well, he obviously just signed a very large affiliate deal with Fox. This show is a Fox show. And the filming happened to be on one of the preseason games where he had announced, I won't be there at all. Like, it's not that I'm not playing. I won't even be there. And so a lot of people were like, hmm, is he the masked singer? And he can't be there because they're filming that night. So that was something that I had considered. And I went, maybe, you know, maybe he's stepping into his new Fox thing a little bit more here and there, whatever. But then I saw this press, this video of him. 
And he did not look right, Monaco. And I am not even trying to be funny. He looks off. Like my first reaction when I saw Brady was that he looks sick. He looked unwell. So for him to disappear for a long period of time, and then the question that was asked of him was kind of like, you know, everything okay? You kind of just disappeared. And he basically said, I've just got some personal things going on. And he just kind of left it at that. And it was just not a version of Brady I've seen yet. What it looked like to me is like all this years of uh, these years of him playing and being like the youthful version of Brady and like escaping aging. It looks like all the aging hit him at once. Like, seriously, Yay. I need you to go. look. I mean, he does not look like normal Brady, young, bright eyes, you know, glowing skin like he looked off. So I don't know how I does feel. He about look, does he look in your opinion, does he look like he wants to be there? Most importantly, because I did hear the press conference. a little. I heard some sound bites. I heard him talk about how and he chirped back a little. And, you know, he's not really aggressive. Right. So he's passive aggressive, if anything. And he mentioned like, oh, um, I've been playing football for however long. I'm pretty good at it. I'll pick it up. Like, that's why I, I heard that kind of like yeah. that line. And I was like, oh, he's upset. The media is driving him nuts. I let me just say this. I would not be surprised if midway through this season. Yeah. All right. So then let me ask you then, if, if, if you're, we're not comfortable with the box, then what is the better NFC South value play? Is it the saints right. at three to one or the Panthers at 15 to one? So that's what I'm saying. I, I think it's the bucks division to lose, but I'm not willing to bet one for value sake. And two, I just don't know where Tom Brady's head is at. So that being said, I actually like the 15 to one with the Panthers. Now I know there's a lot of question marks around the Panthers right now in terms of, you know, Baker stepping into his new role, Christian McCaffrey, what does his health look like this season? So obviously some question marks there, but the value is there for me with them. And that's why I'm willing to sprinkle some money there. Jameis Winston. I'm sorry. Okay. That's all I have to say. I'm sorry. I can't do it. Listen, I was doing sideline reporting for the fan controlled football league, right? So this was a few months back. Quavo had a celebrity game. It was Huncho Day. So he had all these celebrities and professional football players come to this game. Jameis Winston throws a pick to Tyreek Hill in a celebrity scrimmage <laughs> joke fest game. I'm like, I'm standing there watching this with my own two eyes after I have already tweeted and said, oh my gosh, a healthy Jameis Winston. This could be it for the Saints. This could be a really strong year. Throws a pick right in front of my face. And <laughs> I'm like, You're a wide receiver. I'm like, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. I will not. I will not bet on the Saints or Jameis Winston all year. So I made a promise to myself months ago when I watched that with my own two eyes. So I just can't sprinkle on the Saints for personal reasons. But 15 to one with the Panthers, I'll sprinkle. Uh, see, I can't bring myself to sprinkle on the Panthers. It's more the the whole roster than this. Baker right. switch Baker's 29 and 30 as a starter in his career. I don't hate that at all. I think he can come in and I do like the over on, on six and a half wins, but this team after starting three and live ended at five and 12, their last win was in week 10. So yeah. they have so much culture building team totally. chemistry to like come out with. Whereas I look at the saints above 500 last year this is, you know, Colin talks about culture a lot. This is a company culture that I think if they're not top five, they're just outside of it. A lot of that was Sean Payton. But we look at Winston. He's 11 games under 500 as a starter, 33 and 44. 
I have his touchdowns and interceptions pulled up. 132 tugs, 88 picks. That's bad. That's not abysmal, but it's, it's bad. It's bad. Here's what I'm saying, though. If this is a top four defense coming into this year, you add in Landry, you draft Olave, you're getting Michael Thomas back, hopefully at some point, and Kamara was injured last year. All of those intangibles, have we seen the sound bites on Winston Lip? He is so grateful and fired up to be there. It is almost like you want to run through a wall for him. If he can deliver. No, I absolutely. think the pieces are there. Do you feel any confidence in the Saints offense? Because we know Dennis Allen handling the defense. He can step up and hand. I'm not worried about the Saints D. There was only four teams giving up less than 20 points per game last year. They were one of them. Great defense. I'm a little, I'm a little skeptical about the offense, but I do feel comfortable with the combo of health and at least a quarterback that started in the league at least 75 games. No, I agree. Honestly, they have all the pieces, and I know that the the Saints were kind of battling some. They kind of got unlucky with COVID last season as well, and so I think adding all those pieces back, having a strong defense, it really just boils down to Winston. Like, what 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 is he going to deliver this this year for this team? But again, I, I do think because I'm so apprehensive, one from a value perspective, and two because I don't know where Brady's head is at to bet this Bucks team, I do think the Saints are the most realistic option in terms of value and who I actually think could come out of this division. But again, little promise made to myself a few months back watching that pick in with my own two eyes. And I said, "Mm -mm, can't do it. So just a personal, you know, refuse to do it. I also have beef because I had that huge, you remember last season, week one, I had that massive parlay, all underdogs hit. And the one leg that didn't was what? (laughs) <laughs> the Packers against the Saints. So me and the Saints. I know what I said the Packers too. I'm a part of that loss. We, we just, we don't, me and the Saints, we're just not, we don't click. We're not vibing. So it's just a me thing really. But I do think they have all the pieces to have a successful season. Um, no, yeah. it's just interesting because I do feel like you're someone that would back this kind of a team because you do find a lot of diamonds in the rough and teams that aren't always the most glitzy glamour this isn't a glitzy glamour team they muck it up it's ugly wins it's turnover battles one it's anyways let's we'll talk about them in a second on win totals let's start with the bucks on wins here on FanDuel right now at 11 and a half and they have a first place schedule their first four games are a, a Madden a plus difficulty the most difficult thing you could possibly ask for in my opinion You got Cowboys, Saints, Packers, Chiefs to kick off your month with everything that's happened with the Bucs. Brady not coming to work every day. The offensive line injuries. What do you say about this team on 11 and a half wins over under? Yeah, you know, considering they were 13 and four last season and it is Tom Brady that is going to be slinging the rock, hopefully all year. Who knows? I do think the number is just right, but I kind of lean towards the under here. I just think that, again, you mentioned it, those first four games, I could see the Cowboys taking them down in week one. We've seen that matchup before. We know how competitive that is. The Saints have a great track record against Tom Brady and the Bucs. So I kind of lean under. I think they start off their season with a few L's. Um, That's a really tough, first four weeks for this Bucks team, especially when your main guy, your most important team leader 
hasn't really been completely clocked in. And for what reason? I don't know. And it's it's honestly none of my business. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing. He hasn't been there because if he's dealing with personal things, that's his that's his business. But he hasn't been there. You know, while these other teams are practicing and getting in the right headspace, we've been missing Brady. So I think the number is just right. I'm not sure what's up with Brady right now. So I'm going to say I kind of lean under on 11 and a half for the Bucks. Wow. Well, I despite the first place schedule and the grueling first four weeks, I'm going over. Uh, this division, they, the NFC South has to play the AFC North and the NFC West, which is daunting to say the least. I mean, AFC North could be three playoff teams, at least two. NFC West, same situation, two or three playoff teams. So very grueling schedule. We know that the offense last year was the number one offense in the entire NFL. They were the number one passing offense. They were one of two teams, Cowboys the other, over 30 points per game. And they were the only team to throw for over 300 pass yards a game. So Evans isn't in there. Excuse me. Godwin isn't in there out the gate. They got a couple of wide receivers, you know, playoff Lenny is, is coming in like training camp Lenny. But I think this team, they outscored opponents last year by 158 points. That's a lot. That's a lot of, of points for versus points against. Defense has been top three in rushing since Tom has arrived. So if this defense can win some games or bail out this offense from having to put up four and a half touchdowns a game, which is what they did last year, I think they can go over here. Brady's thrown for 40 and 43 touchdowns in two seasons. I, I can't bail on him now. I know what you're saying. I, I hear that. But we in the media have picked and prodded for Brady stuff for 15 years. I'm not being the guy. I'm going the opposite. I'm all in on him. I think they can win the Super Bowl this year. I'm over on wins with them. I'm dead serious. How can Tom Brady not win the Super Bowl, Liv? How can Tom... Give me one reason. Did you just say a couple weeks ago you thought the Packers could win the Super Bowl? It's going to be Tampa versus it's going to be the Battle of the Bays. Well, only one of them can win. And one of them's going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm, it's called arbitrage. I'm betting on both and I'm getting a profit. <laughs> no one else in the NFC is even going to, outside of the Rams, even be in the conversation. You saw the Jimmy G news. Trey Lance ain't ready. I'm sorry. This Niners team going to have a rude awakening hot Cardinals take the eagles hot take the eagles oh my gosh all right let's let, i'm on the overall wins there's no way this is a 10 and 17 there's just there's or, or maybe 11 and 6 maybe but i think they win 12 if i'm wrong 11 wins to me in this division wins you the division because of how growing the schedule was but saints had eight and a half wins I think is a ton of value on the over. I'm actually shocked at the line. What do you feel about this one? Yeah, I wrote in my notes. It's too low. Um, you know, despite my, you know, despite me being very hard on Jameis Winston, I think a healthy Winston is going to be better than what they had last season. They were nine and eight last season. They have the ninth easiest schedule. They've added some offensive weapons. They're expected to have a very strong defense. So to me, massive value on the over here. Number is way too low. Yes, I, I would take the Saints over on their win total for sure. Yeah, short and sweet. Only other team that had a positive point differential last year. The defense is so sound. They add the Honey Badger too, which I love. Locker room guy as well. Super Bowl pedigree. The offense put up 21 points a game last year with virtually none of these men on the field. So 
several weapons. If Landry can stay serviceable, I think there's a ton of value here on the over. I got to I got to take it. But this Panthers one, I'm sure you're on it, but six and a half wins. I actually wrote out all the games they're going to lose, but I want to hear what your thoughts are on, on the Panthers. I mean, listen, I, I just keep going. I, I'm putting a lot of faith into Christian McCaffrey this season. Is that the right move? Well, probably not, because do we know if he's going to stay healthy? No, we do not. Um, it's always stressful when you're banking on someone's health, but let's be real. They were five and 12 last season. A healthy Christian McCaffrey can get them two more wins. This number feels low to me. I would take the over Baker Mayfield, despite how you feel about him. I do think he is a talented QB. I think he was a product of his toxic environment, to be honest with you. I think getting him on a new team with a hopefully better culture to me, we may not see, you know, an outstanding version of, of, of uh, Baker Mayfield, but I think he's going to be better than he was last year. I think you put him in an environment where he feels appreciated um, and the culture is better. We're just going to get a better season out of him. Not saying we're going to get a great season, but it's going to be better. So to me, Christian McCaffrey, Baker Mayfield, who I do think has a lot of talent left in him. Uh, that that's an easy two extra wins to me. They were five and 12 last season. I like the over. I think the number's too low. I just love how you're talking about Baker like your kid. You know, we put him in this preschool. It wasn't the best environment, a little toxic. It was. You know, we're going to bring him to a nicer neighborhood, nicer kids. We upgraded you know, the school. He's upgraded like the school, new zip code. You know, I, I like it. I like it. I, I think you make a lot of good points. I do think McCaffrey stays healthy. We haven't seen him in two years. He has to. I like that they traded the Jags yesterday for Chenault, they got a wide receiver piece to bail out the pressure on Robbie Anderson stepping up with, with more there as well. So I think this team could do it. I mean, Baker 29-30 for an organization that had done nothing since before you were alive. Before They did a little bit in the, like, I mean, somewhere in the 90s, they were, they were definitely a force to be reckoned with, which is hard for us to even comprehend. Right. But yeah, I think you make some some very valid points, and yeah, McCaffrey can do that on his own, and I think Baker ups the culture, and they get they hit the over. Do we dare ask you what you think about the Atlanta Falcons? Do we do we have any any hope for them? They're they're not even on our rundown. Mariota's twenty nine thirty two as a starter, though he is twenty nine thirty two as a start. Monaco, there is not a single fiber in my body that wants to discuss the Falcons. I mean, you know, I think the best bet you could wow. place on the Falcons right now is them having potentially the worst record all, uh, out of any team. Really. Wow. That is cold. Cold hearted. Okay. All right. Well, then let me get your thoughts on Brady as a you picked the MVP on the volume sports set last year. I in did. person, in front of everyone, you went with Aaron Rodgers. What is Liv Mood's MVP pick this year? Have you settled? If you haven't settled, that's fine. I just want to know if you think Brady at eight to one is a good or bad bet. I wouldn't take it. I, again, I don't. I don't know where Brady's head is at right now. I would have. I would have said maybe before seeing that little presser, like, okay, yeah, you know, Brady. He's always. A, I think Brady has always been a safe bet for MVP. Why? Because he's Tom Brady, right? I mean, that to me, yes, that is right. That is a safe bet. Um, 
I just think he, I think he's going through some things right now. I don't know if he's completely locked into football and if he's dealing with personal things, to be honest with you, he shouldn't be completely locked into football. If there are things going on in his personal life or his family or whatever, and I'm just making assumptions at this point, but the, the version of Brady I saw just did not look well to me. That means that he's, he's going through it, whatever it may be, he's going through it. And, and so to me, I don't really feel comfortable betting on him. Um, having missed a good chunk of the preseason, not that preseason is all that important, but I just don't think it's, it's the right bet. I personally think the safe bet for MVP this season is Josh Allen. Um, I expect a really outstanding season from Josh Allen. I think he is a perfect candidate for MVP. My little sleeper value MVP bet is Derek Carr. Oh my Here we go. Coming off the worst touchdown to interception ratio of his career. Josh McDaniels is not a leader of men. He doesn't know how to lead. There are coordinators. There are head coaches. McDaniels is not a head coach. I'm sorry. It's the worst. It's sacrilegious too to back a Raider in the MVP. Go with let Mr. Let's ride and I'll at least accept that. For our dynamic duo here. I'll at least accept it. Well, Derek Carr. It's a value bet, Monaco. It doesn't always make sense. It's a value bet. All right. Speaking of value bets, we wrap with this. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Comeback, comeback player of the year. Yes. Interesting. All of these you could argue are our value. Baker's 12 to 1. Jameis is 5 to 1, plus 500, and McCaffrey's plus 800. Are you going with your boy, Christian? I have to. <laughs> I have to, Monica. Listen. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, again, assuming he's healthy. That is like the biggest thing. I feel like I've said it a million times with Christian McCaffrey. I'm assuming he's healthy all season. I don't know if he's going to be healthy all season. We have not seen a full healthy season from him since 2019. But when we did, he went crazy. He went crazy and stupid. Okay. Okay. He had 15 rushing touchdowns in 2019, four receiving touchdowns, averaged 4.8 yards per rush attempt. I mean, let's not forget this dude is a beast. He's a beast. He's been injured, so we haven't been able to see him in beast mode, but he is a beast. So I'm banking on him being healthy, being the comeback player of the year. I actually, this was not listed as an option, but my favorite comeback player of the year is Saquon Barkley. Wow. I don't hate that. I'm a little concerned that the last three comeback player of the years have been quarterbacks. So that's a little concerning. So I think if I leaned one of these two, I'd go Jameis. I mean, Bake, Bake, how is Baker even on the list? He was playing half the season. Right. You just had a crappy season. You don't get to be a comeback player of the year. Like They're just taking bets. Like, how does he even in that conversation? Yeah, it doesn't seem fair. But no, I... Off of the, you know, you mentioned three out of this division. Outside of this division, though, Saquon Barkley is my favorite comeback player of the year. He looked like a beast in the preseason at training camp. He was, I mean, like Mack trucking dudes, just like picking them up and moving them like it was nothing. Um, Again, assuming he stays healthy, I really like him. And I need him because I have over seven and a half wins for the Giants. That is probably my hottest take out of this whole season, out of all NFL things. So I really need Barkley to just go off and I think he can. So that's my favorite one. But out of the three you mentioned, I'd go McCaffrey. I think I'd go Jameis. I have a weird feeling that Jameis is going to shock some people this year, Liv. 
I, I really do. It's interesting that the, the top two quarterbacks from that draft, Jameis and Mariota, are, have landed in the same division. And then you had Baker and Darnold, same draft class, well, same team. It's a good thing it's not a celebrity game. <laughs> it's just funny where these quarterbacks end up. Goff and Wentz, one and two. Rams, Eagles, now one's on a third team and one's on the Lions. Wah, wah. It's hard. <laughs> wah, wah. But that about does it for our last divisional breakdown. We might have to put together a little team parlay here of all these divisional winners and see if so. we can uh, get a little get a little vacation money for we, us. We disagreed on some of them, so we're going to have to go for the ones we agreed on. But Or we could build two or three. Fine with that. We always could. build two or three. I love that's your, I, that's your degenerate talking right now. Absolutely. Yeah, as, as long as the Broncos are not winning the AFC West, we're in. You know what, Monaco? All right, Russell Wilson and, for MVP then. How about that? That's how we end the episode. <laughs> Russ for MVP for Liv. I'm Alex. We will be back in a couple of days on the Volume Sports YouTube channel. And on Thursday, we are one week away from kickoff. Can I get a let's ride? Broncos country? Let's ride. <laughs> See ya. See ya. Volume.